0: I was wondering when you'd come, Jack the Ripper.
1: No one calls me that anymore. Dol where is he?
0: I can show you a better time than that crusty old bear.
1: You're in charge here?
0: I am Mistral, the cold wind of France. And you, your reputation precedes you.
1: Hello and welcome to over the Podcast. I'm your host Abdullah and with me today is Sally Safieri. Is that how you pronounce <laughs> it's, it?
0: <laughs> it's Safiotti. Safiyoti
1: Safi. Yeah, it's a it's a tough name to pronounce and
0: <laughs> <laughs> But once you get it it just rolls off your tongue. Sally Safioti
1: <laughs> Um yeah, it's a, it's kind of a tough name to spell as well. So I think my first question is like, have you gotten your name spelt? like mm,
0: yes all the time and it's it's one of those things that you know whenever it's my family name right Safiotti my dad my dad's name Vito Safiotti and uh you know the because I spell my name with an i to me I'm like it's so easy because it's s-a-l-l-i-s-a-f-f-i-o-t-i <laughs> so to me it's very simple but it gets spelled wrong it gets pronounced wrong um even my first name people are like is it Sally? Is it Salih? Is it S- S- Sali? I'm like, it's just Sally.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the person who needs to hear someone else say someone's name before I say it, because I know I'm going to butcher it like you, like mm. I just did.
0: <laughs> right, right. And yours is Abdullah?
1: Yeah, Abdullah. Yeah, Abdullah mm-hmm. yeah, Qutbuddin is my last name, yeah. so...
0: Nice, I like that. That's complicated <laughs> too, though. I wouldn't know how to spell that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's
1: why. That's why, like, when I when it shows like my full name, I'm like, you know, did, did they want me to say the full name or what? Because <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. even gonna yeah. uh, not pronounce that, but um. But uh, yeah, how did you get your start?
0: Um, well, I, I'm from New York. Um, I was living in New York City right after I graduated high school, and so I was a theater actor, and I had a theater company, and I did lots of you know independent movies on camera, um, you know indie movies, features, shorts, whatever. I just was I just was so passionate about acting, and I, I honestly I didn't even know what voiceover was. Um, and then I moved to LA in, I guess it was 96 maybe. Or maybe I just came out here and I, I auditioned for a play because that's what I knew. And I got cast in a play. And while I was out here, my um, I had moved all my stuff from the city out to my dad's house um, on Long Island, which is where I grew up. And um, he sold the house and said, yeah, come get your stuff or else I'm leaving it on the curb because we're moving. And I was like, oh, wow. And I had never planned on staying in L.A., but I did. And um, and I had never like been paid to be on camera. So I um, I got an agent for On Camera and like the very first TV audition I had I, I got on that show and I know it's like a long winded way to answer, answer your question but it was like I still didn't know about voiceover and um, after I did a few TV shows I ended up on this show that was on HBO called Tracy Takes On and I was hired to be her double because she has lots of scenes where two of her characters have scenes together. So I was I would do one and she would do one or you know um we would swap out and take turns or like I'd be the chick the cab driver and she'd be like her other character riding in the back and so at the end of it the show it was on HBO and the show um whatever got canceled. And um I was I was at some other kind of Hollywoody thing and a guy came up to me who was a huge fan of the show and a huge fan of my work and he said, Well who represents your voice? And I was like, Oh, well, I'm not a singer and he said, No, 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 all the characters that you do and I said, Oh, Oh no, I don't I don't really do that. And he said, "No voiceover." I said, "Yeah, I know. I I just don't know what it I don't I don't know what that is." And he's like, "Oh my gosh, your life just changed." And he kind of introduced me to Jeff Danis who was the I guess the president of the voiceover department for ICM and that was my very first agent. And that's really how I I learned about it. I had never taken a voiceover class or anything. I didn't have a, demos or, you know, And ICM back then had a lot of, um, you know, people that were on TV shows and stuff like that. So I feel like I completely lucked in at the right time in that way. And, um, you know, thankfully, characters were in my wheelhouse, and that's what I I did a lot of that kind of stuff. And um, I'd been acting my whole life. So it was very natural for me to just transfer it through to a microphone. Um, And that's how I got started um, at at ICM, which is kind of crazy.
1: And did you think, like, that you were going to be – like the go-to person to do accents and dialects or was that that no
0: because I have to tell you that they gave me not one shot at that they were kind of like here's some commercial copy and if it works great and if not we'll see you later you know I was like oh wow this is warm and fuzzy you know and um but you know at the same time they did give me a start but I didn't feel like I was very good at it I was just kind of like oh I guess I must not be that great and I was gonna just pack it on up and then I had another random occurrence I ran into um a guy who I had taken I don't know what it was I don't know if it was an acting workshop or I don't remember um but I randomly ran into no one walks in LA right and um I was walking to the gym and it was like kind of far from where I live but I was like you know what that'll be my warm-up I'm gonna walk to the gym and I randomly this, this guy's like Sally and I said oh hey how are you and um I was telling him the dilemma I was like yeah I don't think I'm very good at voiceover and you know I think I, I'm just probably gonna just try to focus on acting and he said oh no 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 you know, you just got to find a a different agent, someone who's like, who gives you shots at the other stuff. And then I went to Cunningham CESD. It used to be CED then. And um, I kind of went there and I said, Hey, here's the deal. Like I do all these, you know, characters and I'd like a shot at that. And they were like, well, you know, our animation department is, you know, pretty well stocked, but you know, maybe we'll give you a shot at some video games. And that was the beginning, you know, is that I got, I started booking video game after video game. At first, they weren't giving me like the accents. And I said, well, just listen, you just let if they're terrible, tell me, <laughs> you know, that's cool. I'm from New York, like I can handle brutal honesty. And, um, but then I started getting, you know, game after game after game, I, I didn't get to do very much animation when I was there. But that was the beginning. And I still didn't think that I'd be like the go to person for that. And I still don't necessarily feel like I am. I mean, I feel like I've gotten to do a lot of that, which is some of my favorite stuff um so yeah that's that's how it all kind of unfolded to where it is now and you know now I'm with um I was with Cunningham for like I don't even know 13 14 years and now I've been with my current agent Atlas who I'm just obsessed with I love them so much and um I I get to read on everything now, and I feel so lucky, and it's great to just you know get to express all the stuff you feel lives inside of you that you, you never thought would get to see the light of day.
1: Now, because when I was doing my research, I was kind of shocked that that you were Black Widow in Spider-Man: Web of Shadows, and and I don't remember the character's name in in Prince of Persia, but like those two characters, oh, Razia,
0: yeah, yeah, Razia,
1: and. And I played those two games, and and I I thought I mean when I when I found out that it was you doing both those characters, I'm like, wow, I did not even notice that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah. So I mean, that's like my honestly this some of my favorite stuff is that kind of stuff, and um, you know, it's it's so fun and challenging to you know feel what you would think it feels like to be a person from another country. And in those, both of those cases, I got to, they had someone, you know, uh, ha- like a call and respond for Farsi for Prince of Persia. And they had uh, someone teach me to how to speak some Russian. And I did like a monologue in Russian for, for um, black widow and web of, in web of shadows. Um, and that stuff is like the stuff that makes me go, yes, like, this is so cool. This is so rewarding, you know? Because that's like when do you ever think you'd get to do that?
1: Yeah, because like even when you listen to like some of the best of the best, like there there's still like a hint of you know American in there when they do when they do accents. But like when I listen to your stuff, it's like like there's no hint of that, that this is like an American doing this this voice. Oh,
0: is... that that's such a great compliment. Thank you. Because like whenever people ask me like oh like did you study accents you know and I and I didn't study accents, but I. Um, I don't know I'm probably going beyond your question but my dad was a bus driver in Jamaica Queens I don't know if you know um, New York at all but um, it's kind of like you know now it's kind of a nicer part but it wasn't like a great part and um, basically he worked for this like a even like a lower level bus than the regular bus and um I used to go to work with him all the time so we we I'd be on the bus for like 9 hours and you know the bulk of the people riding the bus were you know immigrants from all over and um I would just talk to these people I was very outgoing you know and I just talked to these people all day long or I would listen to them and I would just be like absorbing them and feeling like the music inside my body like when they spoke and um I think that's where it came from, you know, because but I do because when I'm when I'm playing these characters, I mean, I know that it's working when I when I'm just like if I read a description and I see a picture and I'm just like, all of a sudden I I hear this voice, you know, and I'm just like, well, I guess I have to do that voice. I don't know if that's the right voice, but that's the voice I'm going to do.
1: No, because it's it's I always found it so fascinating that like no one ever gets hired to play themselves (laughs) when it comes to voiceover. Like you got like british people playing americans you got australians playing you know you know uh, americans and you got americans playing british people it's just it's just so all over the place and i think that's just yeah this just so fascinating i don't know why that stuff why that stuff fascinates me but it does mm-hmm. because i'm i'm kind of like it, it's it's challenging but i think it's if we know when it's done right it can be like really well done and when it's done badly it's you know, really cartoony and stupid, and and then, and then you wonder mm-hmm. like, why why did they even go with that? But um, no, I always found it interesting because you know finding good dialects, especially in this day and age when where more and more games are wanting to go to the realistic approach and they want more authentic sounds. Do, do you think like um, do, do you think like uh I don't know how to how to, how to say this, but like, do you think uh do you think it's 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 more of a challenge to to go in there uh, knowing that they want an authentic representation of of a certain culture or accent or is is it does it come like naturally to you when you go, go in there
0: um well i i guess if i've booked it because you know, now we don't go in at all anymore because of no, yeah. you know, <laughs> the situation. So we do it all from home. So it's like, you know, a lot of times it'll be like, oh, they want to know if you're authentically Russian, you know? And I'm like, Well, I mean, I don't know. My 23andMe says I'm 11% Russian, so there's that. But, you know, did I grow up in a Russian household? No. You know, that's the part that's always tricky for me is that because I've kind of made a good part of my living by doing all these accents. And, yes, now they do want, you know, more so the actual, you know, authentic – person and you know I, I have total respect for that as well Um, I but you know I just do my best and then if I've booked it I feel fairly confident that I can keep it going for my four hour session or my multiple four hour sessions you know what I mean because it's like if I, feel, if I feel that voice I know I can hold it you know what I mean because I feel like I know that person even though I don't really <laughs> I feel like I do <laughs> like they live inside me.
1: Uh, what's the most hardest thing about creating character for you?
0: Hmm I guess it would be um, the communication from, you know, the team understanding what they want and my understanding of what they want, you know what I mean? Making sure that the communication is clear. Like that's, that's hard for me when I feel like they want one thing and maybe they don't, I'm misunderstanding, you know, the way that they're communicating what they need. And I'm thinking like, well, that's what I'm doing, you know? And, you know, and I'm like, could you say it another way? <laughs> you know, because that's, that's the hardest part for me. Cause I feel like I can, if I'm getting a clear communication, I, I can deliver, you know? Um, But it's hard for me when I feel like um, we have different ways of describing, you know, an aspect that they're looking for out of a character.
1: And So it's it's just like, you know, vague description, and, and they want you to just go off that sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, or, or they're asking for something specific, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know I know that, and I do my whatever three in a row, and they're like, yeah, but no, we what we wanted was – and I'm thinking like, oh, I guess I don't understand what you're saying, you know, like – because everyone has their own idea of what that thing means. I mean it doesn't happen very often, but you know, when it does that's it's just frustrating because then I feel I start to lose my confidence and then I I'm, I'm like oh my gosh, I'm I'm probably not very good right now. You know, all the insecurities that we all have somewhere inside of us, you know, start to come up. So um yeah, I think it's just like, you know, as long as like there's a, a a director who I can, we speak the same language, which, you know, most of them we do. So, um, yeah, that's not, you know, and, and coming up with the creating the characters are to me, it's like second nature. And I think it's because I've been doing theater and acting my entire life. And I went to school for it. You know, I got my college degree in it. I went to school in London for it. You know, it's like I've been my training my whole life, you know, to do what I do and I feel so lucky that I can earn a living doing it you know it's it's my still my passion
1: and and what is like the most rewarding thing about you know uh working on so many you know big name projects and creating like these mm-hmm. memorable characters for you
0: um for me I guess well, it's, it's like I have a few ways I can answer that I love when I see how a character lands for people and they they are passionate about it you know um and for some people they're like oh this character changed my life or you know gave me the courage to whatever or um you know uh or even just like you know it was there that you got me through my teens by you know being able to play these games and just like have like a just a let go of my this stress in my house or whatever so stuff like that you know is Really rewarding for me, but me personally, like when you know, having a getting to play like a a part that I I feel like oh how cool like I always wanted to play a part like that or oh I never thought I'd get to play a part like that, and and just having so much fun in the sessions like that's like a high you know what I mean like you know I, I'm just thinking of I was in this little game it was a big game but it was it just kind of petered out when it came out and um um it was called Agents of Mayhem. And um and I had this one main character that I played and that was like the main character, like you know, um and I'm just completely blanking on what her name was right now though. And um and then uh I don't know, we were like over a year into recording and then um I got to do another voice in it and she was kinda like this old older Oh yeah, you know, like she kinda talked like that and I was just like, Oh my gosh, like I've never gotten a play. Like, that's a character I used to do, like, joking around, you know, oh, yeah, let's go over, you know. Yeah, you know, sure, yeah, like the Fargo-type voice. And um so I got to do a whole um character in that game like that, and that was just so fun because that's something I probably never would have thought of in – The audition, and um, I just never really thought that I'd play that kind of a character. So that was just like a good old time, laughing our heads off, you know, through that whole thing. I mean, we still talk about that character. She, her name was Carol. She was the head of HR, and um, I work with the the director all the time from that one, and we always call. We're like, well, this character wouldn't step, but Carol would, (laughs) you
1: know. Yeah, I um, mean speaking of Agents of Mayhem, I mean I think I had like most of the cast on here, and and um, oh fun. Yeah, and it's just it 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 makes me kind of sad like that game kind of you know fizzled out and didn't get like the proper recognition it deserved. I mean it had it had its problems and I think it it kind of, you know, they shouldn't have promoted it as 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 a, uh, you know, they shouldn't have uh, focused too much on Saints Row imagery when it came to promotion.
0: Absolutely. Because no. I
1: think like that that's what killed it. Like then you know cuz people thought this was Yeah, the was...
0: purists were like, "Oh no, no, no." <laughs> you know.
1: No, cuz people thought that this was going to be like another Saints Row game, but it's not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Right. No. And so then it was like, oh, it was like doomed from the minute that the Saints Row people were looking for the next Saints Row, you know? Um, yeah. So and that game was just so much fun to work on. And the people were fantastic. Everyone involved was fantastic. And we worked in it for such a long time. And the sessions were so fulfilling. And um, yeah, I was I was bummed out for everybody involved with that because that was a great experience, that
1: game. Yeah, and and I mean I, I, I said this like I mean I think I said this like on a YouTube video, like on a you know, comment section on on, on a YouTube video discussing about you know about the game. I, I said like, Okay, you know, this game has its problems and my playthrough was, was was filled with bugs and whatnot, but you can't deny that the voice acting wasn't amazing. <laughs>
0: You know? Well, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I thought everybody was so good in it. Some of my favorite people were in that.
1: Yeah, um, you had like just so many, so many like talented people worked on it. Like, you know, just so many to even name. I can sit here for hours talking about that game. But yeah. But 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 um, but my point is, is like it just goes to show you like you don't know what's going to be a hit or, or what's what's going to be a flop like you can go no. into you can go into a session and think you know this is going to be the next big thing but it's not and then you go into a session and think okay oh this is going to be a niche thing and then it turns and turns out it has a hu- huge fandom <laughs>
0: Yes. Well, I I have to say that that's kind of what happened with um, Resident Evil, right? That was just like um, a random audition. At that point, I didn't have that many video games under my belt. And um, it was just like a a little audition, like nothing out of the ordinary. And they're like, oh, yeah, you booked this thing. And I was like, okay, great. And, And I walked in and it was like kind of far away. If I remember the first session was like, you know, not like one of the normal studios we went to. And, um, and that was, everyone was all buzzing about. And I was just like, Oh, Hey, like, and, and they were like, Oh yeah. I was like, do you know which voice you wanted? Cause I think I, I, back then I would do like three versions of a character and they were like, no, we just like your voice. We just want your voice. And I was like, okay, sure. And I'm like, nobody really ever wants my voice. Kind of like what you were saying before. <laughs> You're like, nobody really just hires you for your voice, you know? and um and I did I thought that was like a one-off like what one, it would be like one session and that would be it and there were you know multiple sessions and then multiple games and then people were really into you know Ingrid you know too I, I'm bummed that she hasn't been in the last you know whatever few versions of it but um that was one of those things like I had no idea and I had no idea that Resident Evil was such a huge thing and um, you know that was super cool to be part of that, and I, who knew, right? When I did it, I didn't know.
1: I mean, it. I mean, it was. It was. It was. Uh, well, I mean, it was Resident Evil. I mean, Resident Evil was always kind of popular, but then you you remember, like, oh, the people who go into these, you know, record sessions aren't probably familiar with these franchises, and probably just it's just work for them. Like they don't know how big these these franchises yeah. are sometimes.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And that I'm kind was of. The case. I mean, I'm kind of going to be bummed out because eventually like they're going to do like a remake of four and you're not going to be Ingrid anymore. So that's going to be sad, know. but, you know,
0: God, it well, is, it
1: is what it is.
0: Maybe the fans will demand it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a campaign.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I, I have like a lot of good memories of Resident Evil four. Cause you know, me and my cousin, like, you know, back when we used to you know you know in the before times when we could you know hang out together in person and and you know play video games for hours on end and we were just i, I kind of miss those days when we would just like just sit around you know shoot the shoot the crap about like whatever and just like talk about stuff while playing you know a video game and having fun and riffing on it and having so much fun and resident evil 4 man like that was one of those games we had so much fun with and and it's still yeah. it's still it's still it's still one of my favorites to this day like it's still still such a great game to go back to <laughs> yay <laughs> um and another franchise you you're involved in i think like probably one of the roles most people would know you from now is hilda in in fire in fire emblem which I think. Yeah.
0: Is, like, how did that, that come about? <laughs> that was just like, you know, I, I went in for an audition. I think I read for, I don't know. They were like, how many do you want to read for? I'm like, well, I could read for all of them. And so they were like, all right. So I auditioned for a whole bunch of characters and I just didn't really think about it, you know, either. Um. And then it was like, oh yeah, by the way, you booked one of those parts. I was like, oh, cool. You know, and it's also one of my favorite studios. I love, you know, the people that run the studio. Um, And, you know, it's like, the again, some of my favorite people, different group of favorite peoples, but um, some of my faves. And I didn't know there would be a whole bunch of sessions for that and that that was going to be such a big deal. Um, And, you know, I've never played the game, which is, I know, heartily disappointing um, (laughs) for fans because they ask, you know, things that I, I can't really answer or... They're like, oh, you know, say one of her lines. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I recorded her like a year and a half ago. Um, you know, I don't I don't remember. Like, and I don't even remember at the time if we had talked while I was recording it. Of course, it's all fresh in your mind then. Um, but because they come out so, so much after you've recorded it and, you know, you've done so many other things, you know, in between that it's it's really hard for me to keep up with that. I always feel envious when I hear voice actors that are up to date with all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm, I'm not one of those, though. <laughs> <laughs> but i was super excited that she's like so cute and people love her and um you know i did a i actually did a an autograph signing um i don't even know i guess it was maybe about a month ago um and that's when i really really realized how like you know how how many people were really into that game and her and you know everybody has their faves in that game but um i love the look of that whole game and um Again, the director was amazing. All the people, so many great people in that as well.
1: No, I I think again because you never know what's gonna be popular and what isn't gonna be popular, and you know there you go. You know if you're if you're gonna be known as Hilda for for from now on, like just go with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally, totally. And yeah, and I love like I love when you see like you know a design of a character and you're just like, oh yeah, she's cute. Like I I want to be her, <laughs> and I'm like, oh I I was her.
1: Um and And you know, speaking of like you know characters like which which ones are like some of your favorites from all the stuff you've done in your career um
0: you know i I think I answered this same answer every single time someone asked me this my favorite 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 was a video game from a mazillion years ago called the lost odyssey. Um, And I played Ming Numara in that game. And um, it was just this beautiful, the whole experience was gorgeous. I mean, like the, the, we we got to, you know, often read to picture and the, the cinematics were just stunning to look at. And they had all the music laced in. So it was like, like and sometimes you'd hear the beeps. Like, it could be like beep, 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 and I'd be so wrapped up in like what led to the moment. They'd be like, "Okay, that was a go, Sally. Do you need to restart?" I was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." Like I'm like like it's like I felt like I was watching a movie, you know? Um, so I I loved her because she was like this queen. I don't know if you know her. Um, she was like a queen. Um, but she was just um really powerful and strong, but really like centered and um, grounded and Um, you know, empathetic, and and she was, I thought that was, it was a really cool part to play because she was this powerhouse, but she was, like, very, you know, very smooth the way she talked. It was very, like, you know, she was just, like, dropped into herself, and nothing really rattled her too much, and um, so, yeah, she's, like, one of my faves, but then, like, going back to what we were saying before, like, playing Razia or Black Widow or Mistral in Metal Gear or... Um, Francesca DeSantis in Hitman. But, like, all those accented parts were, like, so much fun for me because I just love exploring where you can go with an accent and finding those places and um, having people work with me on, you know, the accents and stuff like that. That's just, like, because it's a challenge, and I love a good challenge. So um, I, liked all, I, I liked all of those as well. Um, and even, yeah, the character whose name I'm completely blanking on um, from uh, – uh, Agents of Mayhem, my main character, she was kind of like, um, she wasn't Middle Eastern, but she was like from, you know, like an un- unknown area, uh, kind of airing toward that area. So, you know, I kind of just had this voice, and they were like, we love it because it's n- kind of nondescript, but it, you know, can air from that area. So, um, you know, and I just like that. That's like fascinating to me when you just kind of I'm like, I'm hearing this voice. Can I just do this voice? And they're like, oh, yeah, we all like it. <laughs> you know, So that's super fun.
1: And I think like what made Agents of Mayhem so great is like, you know, in terms of voice acting anyway, is that, you know, the actors were given like creative freedom to to really make the role theirs. Like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it didn't oh, yeah. feel it didn't feel like heavily scripted in 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 a sense of like oh they just got this person to play this person because that's what they're good at like no they were act actually like having fun like with what they were doing and and I'm like why can't you know more video games be like this where you can give these actors like room to have fun and 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 just. And I, I don't yeah know, that just... I mean
0: and and that was one of the funnest I have to say, you know, like it was it was just a good time all or all around, you know, and I'm still friends with you know the creators of that game, and um the director of that game is a very good friend of mine, like I mean it's just it was such a good experience, um so you know, may they keep creating that way,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, hopefully like volition you know is troubles like you know they 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 can make a comeback cuz they kind of you know need to but yes yeah yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially now especially now with what we're oh, currently in Absolutely absolutely I mean um and speaking of like the the current situation like how have you been like, how have you, how have you adapted to it? Like how, have you know, cause some people I've talked to have found it like difficult. Some people have found it easy. I, I'm kind of wondering like how, 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 how did, how are you handling it?
0: Um, I, well, it's like a double-edged sword for me. Um, so I'm a single mom. I have an 11 year old son. And, um, so he is home with me every day <laughs> and we are doing, you know, remote, schooling and, um, and my son does voiceovers as well. So it's a lot like managing school stuff and my auditions and my sessions and his sessions and, you know, his little handful of auditions that come through. Um, so it's like a little overwhelming like that, but, um, you know, I already had my booth set up and aside from the fact that I can hear my neighbor's air conditioning vibrating sometimes because we share a wall, (laughs) So that's like the only issue that we've had. Otherwise, like my booth is great. I had to upgrade, you know, with some, you know, bits of software and things like that. And I did add a little bit more soundproofing, like just in case, but it still doesn't stop something like the hum of um, a shared wall, you know, rooftop air conditioning. Um, So it's been, it's been all right. And I have to say that every person that I've worked for has like a different way either that they want it. They want to use, you know, I have like three different kinds of recording software now. Like I, I used to have one, you know. Um, I guess through my phone. Um, and uh, and and so at first it was a little bit like, oh my gosh, you need me to adjust my gain. Oh, oh no, and you need me to, okay, let me let me check this and let. Me, and so at first it was a little bit like, wow, this is so much, but now it's like I've done it so many times because it, like the good news is like. I feel so grateful that I do a lot of voiceover because I've had pretty steady work and video games being a a big bulk of the work. Um, So it's, you kind of get used to, okay, this is how we're working now. Um, and, And it's not as overwhelming as it was at the beginning. So I don't know if, you know, you... You just develop that muscle, and it becomes a little bit easier. I mean, I miss going to the studios, but now some jobs want you to still go into the studio now. It's like a new thing, like the handful of, you know, whatever, SAG-approved studios. But because I have my son, it makes it tricky for me, Um, and it's not like you can just have somebody come hang out with your son or go drop him off somewhere because um, of, you know— the the world we're living in right now so that that's a little bit of a challenge for me that part um sorting out oh so they want me to go into a studio okay am I bringing my child I don't because it hardly anyone is there like you know like you have to like there's maybe the engineer will be there but the director will be skyped in and maybe there's one other person in the building you know it's very bare bonesy. It's, it's surreal. It's like being in a ghost town, you know? So, yeah. So it's like, it works out fine for us here. Um, it's, you know, it's just a a new norm and I miss the socializing, um, part, you know, of, even though voiceover is a very one-on-one kind of a thing, I miss, you know, seeing the people at the studios and hugging and, you know, all that (laughs) stuff. Um, but you know, in a way it's nice to not have to drive, three to five hours a day and go nowhere
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it you know we're like what seven or eight months into this now and i think if if you're not used to it by now you're just i don't know what's wrong with you (laughs) like yes
0: exactly exactly
1: (laughs) because uh you know at this point if you haven't adapted i don't i don't understand like how, how you're how you're still functioning if you haven't adapted by now.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like, so there's a part of it that's easier for me because, like, I now, like, if I'm going with my son to a gig, you know, that means I can't be working and I can't be doing auditions myself because I'm at a studio with him somewhere. But now if he's working, I just have to wait till that session ends and I can hop in online, you know what I mean? So in that in that respect, it's easier, you know. But, I, you know, it, it, I miss being out in the world.
1: Don't we all... <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: no, I mean it. Just it just kind of makes me sad because it's it it just. I mean you know we we talk about it like it's nothing, but. It still is such a terrible situation, like we're in, and we just have to make the best of it. And and I don't know, man. Like it just like keeping like you know keeping work you know work and stuff is just easy, but like keeping your sanity intact is is a whole other thing.
0: That's a yes. That's <laughs> yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad like you're you know you handled it well because like some people I've talked to have you know like had like a lot of trouble with it, especially like in the early days because it, it was interesting because you know, after, you know, the COVID hit the fan, you, you know, you kind of knew who were, who, who, who the actors who were, you know, tech savvy and who weren't tech savvy. So you had like, you know, one group of people who knew how to do source connect and you had like another group of people who did not know what source connect was. And, and it's just, right. it just, it's so interesting. Cause it's like, you know, we as human beings can, are, can be, can, you know, accomplish so many wonderful things but if you ask us how to work like a program from home, oh no, <laughs> that's like right. That's right. like the Achilles heel right there. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, I would say that I would have thought that I would have been one of those people. But right when this happened, I was just like, I'm getting everything right now. Like, cause I have, I, you know, cause I'm alone with my kid. And if like, if I'm not working, then we are in trouble over here. <laughs> so I was like, um, so I got Source Connect. I got IPDTL. I ordered the soundproofing. This is like in week one, <laughs> you know? And one of my agents, the president of the, like my agency called and said, I gotta tell you, I'm really impressed with you. He's like, you're like ahead of the curve. And I was like, oh, I need to be working. That's when I need. That's what's happening over here. I don't know how long or short this is, but I need to be working all the time. <laughs> so, um yeah, and it's like, you know, I, I'm still not great at it. And like some of the programs I have, I don't exactly know how to use, but some of the engineers would be like, oh, can I have control of your computer? And then they just kind of go in and they set it up the way they want it. And I'm just like, they're like, I'll, I might tell you to up and down your gain. I'm like, oh, that's all good. I got that. Um but I felt lucky that I was, you know, fairly well set up before this and a little better set up now. It's like I, oh, and I'm toying with the idea of getting like a standalone booth and putting it in my basement. Um, Then I don't have to worry about the air conditioning noise. But, you know, in a month, we won't have to worry about the air conditioning noise anyway. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Um. And, that, and that's another thing is like, you know, if they, I mean, I talked about this before, but like when you're recording from home, you have to have studio-level quality. They're not asking for... You know, stream recordings. You know, they're asking for. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and
0: now they they judge your audition by your setup. I mean, I have like a few that I have to do tonight that are like, and make sure you're recording in the environment where you'll do the session from because that's going to be part of how we decide who books it. And it's like, oh, okay, I better close like I have like a balcony. I'm like, I better close that door before I record because if someone's out there revving their truck, that's not going to be good, you know. Or if it's like a Tuesday and the gardeners here you know the leaf blower seems to just cut through everything like it's like don't record when the gardeners here cuz i won't get that job
1: oh yeah like in leaf blowers like the pain of every voice actress exists oh my
0: gosh <laughs> it's the truth <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: no, because it's they're just like so loud, and 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 you can like you can just wake up from that, like you know you can like you can just be sleeping from whatever, but you know the moment you hear a leaf blower, you just wake up.
0: <laughs> oh Meow yeah, for sure.
1: Because <laughs> I've, I've had that happen. Like I mean, I've had like you know I tried you know sometimes sleeping, and then it's like yeah, you know I'm I'm tired, and then, you know you just you just go in there, you sleep, and then. Like you hear, like you just hear that leaf blower, and then it just like wakes me up. (laughs) Like, damn it, I can't go back to sleep (laughs) until he's done. Right? Yep, yep. Truth. (laughs) Oh man. Um. No, but I, but I think it's it's an interesting social experiment because you know the seeing like the introverts become you know. Uh, extroverts and seeing like the extroverts become introverts is kind of really fascinating stuff to me because you know i'm, I'm into you know social soci- uh, sociology and and i and i just find human behavior and a crisis just so so fascinating and and you know this is this this you know if if anything else you know if anything good can came can come out of came out of this thing is like you know you know who's who's good in a crisis and who isn't
0: oh (laughs) absolutely absolutely (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i will tell you in the beginning of this thing i was just losing my mind in those first i don't even know maybe the first month or so because i am an extreme extrovert like i mean like i am busy all the time and i'm going and i'm doing and i'm like having a dinner party going to a dinner party planning a trip here like you know whatever like i'm like with my son and i we go all all the time we're like oh now we're gonna go to you know San Diego now we're gonna go to New York now we're gonna go to, like I'm just like I just like to be going and doing and um and I guess you know that's part of my coping mechanism is just like always being busy and always staying connected to people and when that was taken away it was like oh no now what like I have to I have to rediscover myself I gotta learn this new norm and be like all right well how do you take care of yourself in this so it, it's definitely been a, a personal learning experience for myself.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, everyone has. It's 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 one of those things where, you know, I I've talked about this before, but I was so used to, to the whole, you know, my old work cycle of get up, take a shower, you know, uh, play a couple video game sessions before work, go to work, come home, sleep, and then just like spend the rest of the day working on other stuff, you know, personal projects. But, uh-huh. you know, like when the moment, when, when the COVID hit the fan and, and I was told like, okay, you can't show up to work anymore because, you know, it, it's, you know, the, the, the work environment is terrible and we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't clean stuff and it's not safe. And, and I'm just like, I'm, so I was just like stuck from home and I'm just like, okay, what do I know how to do? Okay. Let's just focus on the podcast. Cause that's all I, that's all I, that's all I can do from home now. And, you know. At first, it was difficult getting in touch with people because you know everyone's like, I don't don't you know everyone's like freaking out and panicking and not having a, right. an idea of, of what they're doing and I'm and I'm and I'm like sending people emails saying can can you come to my podcast it's 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 just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just hilarious but um. But no, I mean, you know, after a while, I, I mean, because I've had my doubts as well. Like, I, I've had doubts about, you know, whether or not this this thing could continue, and and you know, whether it's like the end of it. Because I've been, I, I, did it for like a year, you know, before before COVID hit the fan, and I'm like, I, am like, I'm, I want to do this, you know, for more more episodes to see how how much where we can do this and then you know covid hit the fan and it became difficult but you know as as the months went on you kind of you know you just got to keep pushing forward and and you know I am forever grateful for everyone who came on this year specifically cuz mm-hmm. this year has been difficult on everyone and the fact that that people have given me the time of day is just wonderful and um and I will remember the, the people who who uh, who uh, who came and the people who were you know you know ignored me <laughs> so <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> no but i mean it's it's just it and it still feels surreal i mean you know imposter syndrome does 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 um does kick in cuz i've had like a lot of big name people on here and then you know i, I re listen to those episodes and i'm like oh god how did i get so and so on this podcast i'm a fraud <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's just i mean but but i mean you know i I mean i love i love doing this you know it's fun and and i've said this many times i mean you know it might be a voiceover podcast but at the end of the day i just want to have a good conversation with someone and if i you know if i end an episode feeling like i didn't have a good conversation with someone then i'm like okay you know you gotta gotta uh, aim aim higher next time because you know i feel like nowadays we as human beings don't have uh you know meaningful conversations anymore and we kind of need a strong sense of community and whatnot and you know all that stuff (laughs) yeah yeah i feel the same (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean i i'm i'm glad that you're holding up well because uh it's tough on everybody Right
0: now for sure for sure i mean and thank god for work i mean it's like something to look forward to you know and um from my son as well because he's he is also an extrovert so he's having a super tough time and you know i think it's really hard on kids you know um it's hard on everybody but kids it's you know they need to like be out there bashing into each other and you know talking about whatever they talk about and you know not being stuck in a little place with their mother 24-7, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> For months on end with, like, no release. It's, yeah. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, it's it's much more tougher on, like, children than it is adults because, you know, w- w- once you're an adult, you're either got, like, personal projects or work to focus on, and that's you, that pretty much becomes the bulk of your life. But kids, man, like, they need to socialize. Like, kids, like, need to socialize. They need that one-on-one interaction. They need... To do stuff that isn't just glued to a screen, because I, I mean, I, I mean, I have, a, I mean, I have a nephew, and and he's like, you know, a four year old nephew, and he's like, very hyperactive and and outgoing, oh. and 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 God, I remember like when we were in like total lockdown back in like May, and and, and my sister and you know had to stay with us because she had like you know recently had like another you know baby, and and you know she's like you know I need you know, all the support I can get you know at least for 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 a month and and we were stuck at home for for like a month and and I'll never forget like you know at first he was just you know he he was just struggling to find stuff to do and we were struggling trying to find um how to keep him occupied but I'll never forget like you know towards the end of the month he just was just so sad and said I just want to go home and that was mm-hmm. just heartbreaking
0: oh funny <laughs> So but I mean,
1: far. but I mean, he's you know he's home now with with my sister and you know she's you know dealing and you know she she's you know she's got two kids she got it she you know two kids she has to support and I'm like man how do you like how do you keep how do you uh, stay sane by doing that I do you know because I can't. You know, if I was, if I was put in that situation, I would, I would have lost my mind already. Yeah, right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I I can't do that. Like I'm, I'm someone who cannot handle like, you know, a lot of pressure. I'm someone who, you know, has like a lot of mental breakdowns and, you know, anxiety and, 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 you know, I just, I, I can't deal with something like that. I just can't.
0: (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Ugh.
1: But uh, no, I mean, I, I hope like you know, once the, I, I really hope this thing blows over, cause man, <laughs> Yeah,
0: right. I know. I mean, I mean, I, I want my son to go back to school. Like, I, the school's always sending out polls of like, where do you stand on that? Cause for some families, it's like, no way. And I'm just like, yeah, my kid is gonna be the first one there at the door, with his little mask on and his books and you know we're ready to go over here
1: (laughs) um do you you have like any hobbies or or stuff like you're doing like during during this whole thing or was it just like voiceover
0: Mm, well i'm i'm a foodie so i i cook like like at least at least twice if not three times a day like pretty major meals. I, so I don't know. I don't, I don't have a scale. I'm sure I've gained like 15 pounds though. <laughs> I, like eat, I cook a lot. I eat a lot. I, um, I like wine. So I, I mean, I'm not drinking that much, but I like, uh, I like to uh, like play with flavors. Like, so like what wine goes best with what food. So, I mean, I guess that would be like a hobby. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm really busy all the time with auditions and gigs and trying to like run my home by myself and clean and do the laundry <laughs> and, you know, I didn't exercise at all at first. And then I, like, I bought a, like a spinning bike and I'm like, all right, I got it. I've, Cause I've had a bunch of knee surgeries and, you know, my knee kind of bugs me when I don't take care of it. And my knee doctor is all about like, just ride the bike, just ride the bike. I'm like, Oh my God, the bike is so boring. But anyway I got one and um, I got some kind of an app that has you know classes so I've been doing that a little bit and um, you know when I can I like to I try to watch some shows that my son likes so we have shows that we watch together we're currently um, watching like Legends of Korra and um, and then for myself I you know I don't know I don't have that much downtime but when I do I, I'm currently going through uh, Schitt's Creek that's what I'm watching right now which is hilarious um, so yeah, I don't really have other hobbies though. Um yeah, I guess like fitness, food, wine, my home, my child, <laughs> my cats.
1: <laughs> um did did you guys start out like with, you know, Avatar first or did you just go to straight to Legend of Korra? Oh no, we
0: watched <laughs> we watched Avatar first. You know, but we finished that. So now we're like, you know, halfway done with Cora. Um and you know, he's just talks about it all the time and I'm like, I I can talk about it a little bit and then I'm like, Can we just talk about something else? <laughs>
1: It's like, go go bother the cast members on their social media about Cora and stuff
0: Oh my gosh, I know, I know. But it's sweet, it's nice, because I think for him he's like, you know, Diana, like, if if I was one of his buddies, his buddy would be able to talk about it with him, right? Um, And he doesn't have that. So I'm like, the mom, the dad, the buddy, the director, the scheduler, the chef, the housekeeper, like, I'm like the everything and it's a little bit like oh my gosh i can't listen to you anymore he basically <laughs> looks at me sometimes like no
1: <laughs> no i mean it's, it's especially because it's you know it's avatar and, and avatar is like known for like heavy storytelling so you know mm-hmm. you, you, you if you're not invested in avatar then you should not be watching that
0: That's right <laughs> so i'm all in i'm all in for avatar and cora and i think there might be something else that's next on his list
1: uh. <laughs> i mean right but but no i mean he has good taste i mean it's it's because those shows are easy to get through like those shows are easy to watch like in terms of k- kid shows because like some some kids shows man some kids shows drag
0: <laughs> oh my lord for sure <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. at least he, at least he picked up something with, with good pacing. Oh um,
0: yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, um, can you give us, um, I know you're under like tons of NDAs and stuff, but I, but I got to ask, like, can you give us a hint of what you're currently working on if you can, or? Is that... Um,
0: I, I can tell you that I'm working on several video games that are very exciting that will, you know, I don't know when they'll come out, but, um, I was super excited to, um get ch- a chance to work on them. So, um that's about all I can say in that department. Um I did do a couple of uh animated guest stars on some shows and I guess those will be out next year as well. So, it's been good, you know, my work stuff has been good and um you know, I don't know anything that's coming out right now that I can speak on, but um yeah, I can tell you that there's I have a lot of stuff that will be coming out, you know, hopefully next year, I guess um i don't know if it will be till the following year but i think you know, they're trying to get stuff out there because people need it and want it you know um so yeah lots of lots of exciting projects that i've been working on and sadly i can't really talk about any of them you know and and maybe there's one i could talk about but i'm like i don't even know is that the one i'm allowed to talk about
1: <laughs> yeah are, are you in crash 4? because i looked at your imdb and it says like additional voice so
0: yeah yes <laughs> I'm sure I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome! Uh, thank you, IMDb. Additional voice. thats a—that's a conversation <laughs> starter. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, gotta yeah, gotta, yeah. gotta look for well, that now.
0: I'm, like I'm like, no, I had like a big character. I'm like, why does it say additional voices? I don't know. I don't I don't add any of that stuff myself. So you know, I mean, I sh- I guess I should be more on top of that stuff, but I'm not.
1: But, yeah, but but uh, you're in that, right? Because I'm assuming like they wouldn't have that if if it's not, you know.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking I am. <laughs> I mean, it's like if, if if it's what I'm thinking about, I, I would have to say yes that I am. Um, because that game's yeah.
1: out already, so. Yeah, that games mm-hmm. out already.
0: Yeah, and I did see that, like, someone tagged me on a post about it, and I did see it on my IMDb. So I would imagine that that came from the company itself, you know, put that up there. I'm not sure.
1: All right. And uh, where can people bug you on social media?
0: Oh, well, I'm, I'm not great with social media. I can tell you that. Um, I, My my big social media game is my Instagram. <laughs> it's um. Sally Safioti actress um so that's of course you have to know how to spell my name then which is like ah there's the rub right so it's um s-a-l-l-i-s-a-f-f-i-o-t-i-a-c-t-r-e-s-s so that's Sally Safioti actress I think my twitter is just um Sally Safioti I don't let me I'm, I'm gonna look right now um because I I'm just yeah at Sally Safiotti, and then I have like a, a like I have a Facebook fan page. I don't really do very much on there either. I, the Instagram one is the one I felt the most comfortable with because I don't know. Twitter is just like a whole other world to me, and um I like the like the, where you could use images. Mine's kind of more like lifestyle stuff. I mean it's like lifestyle and and work and stuff like that. Like things that I care about are on there. There's a lot of food, probably wine. <laughs> There's lots of voiceover. Um, a little bit of my kid on there, you know, a little bit of political, not much, but some. So, um, yeah, um, that's, that's where you can find me.
1: All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time off to do this. And we hope that, you know, you can come back again because this has been fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I'm sure we we can come up with a million more topics to discuss.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Thank you too.
1: Take care. Bye-bye. Okay.